Blog Talk Radio. for tuning in. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board-certified integrated holistic health energy therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest this evening is Angela Lenhart. She is an intuitive consultant, life coach, and spiritual healer. She offers healing techniques and intuitive guidance to help her clients achieve their highest potential 
and succeed. She is the author of several acclaimed books. Trigger the Wonder Horse, a true story about faith, healing, and miracles is among them, and the second place winner in the SEPA Evie Book Awards. And of course, her first book, A Charmed Journey, an Inspired Guide to Personal Transformation, which was endorsed by internationally renowned spiritual teacher, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and it is our topic for discussion today. So welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Hi, I'm great, and thank you so much for the invite. I truly appreciate it. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Your book, A Charmed Journey, (laughs) is a memoir, The Journey of Your Life. But first, kudos to you. What a great endorsement by the late and truly great Dr. Wayne Dyer. I mean, that is huge. You had to feel wonderful. I mean, that's just huge. So good for you. Uh, Well, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he was uh, definitely one of the people that I followed teachings and and did what he you know, did what he claimed worked to help him transform his life, and I applied his philosophy, and and it worked. It worked. <laughs> so absolutely, and it worked. He's, and now you're he's turning one of the greatest around and people. paying it forward to others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, great. you know, really we, we have and to, <laughs> you know, we have to give back, and that's the way I give. I want to give back and serve others. So. Exactly. Right. That is our purpose here, to serve others. Second, I want to thank you so very much for signing the copy you sent to me. You know, the books that the authors take time to sign and, and write a personal message, as you did, are very, very special to me. It truly means a lot. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate you taking the time to do that, because a lot of times people just put it in an envelope. But it just means something extra. You know, you get the energy of that person coming through, and I like that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, your book, my though. pleasure. Oh, thank you again. I found your book to be inspirational. It was humorous, uplifting, and really hopeful. And and most importantly, though, this is not one of those boring academic type of self-help books at all. Rather, it's an insightful, uh, a real-life read to show people how to find their purpose and be that purpose by learning from your experiences. And that's what makes it a very easy-to-read and, and totally re- relatable book. You know, it was really relatable. I would imagine that a lot of people find that. And as I mentioned in the intro, you have multiple books, and A Charmed Journey was your first. What was the catalyst to writing this particular book? Well, I was at a time in my life where I needed change, change my world, and that meant that I needed to change myself and how I was showing up in this world from from my behavioral standpoint to the patterns that I had to how I was thinking and, and how I was treating, you know, be, just showing up and being present with each and every individual. Um, and how the book started was I was in a relationship and in a relationship that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired and it wasn't serving uh, him or me and I needed to leave. I needed uh, to get out of that situation because it just wasn't uh, serving me uh, from a, uh, it was just very toxic and I needed to take control of my life and, and to heal my life. And I realized that uh, I needed to do so right now. And it was one day I was going to get into the tub and I looked in the mirror at myself and I didn't recognize the face staring back at me. And I, I, I just got into the tub then and as I was sitting there, I started to cry. And then this force uh, came from behind me and literally uh, an invisible force um, pushed me out of the tub. I would say it's God. And I ended up wrapping a towel around my body and a towel around my head. And I walked up the stairs and I, was, I looked at my uh, partner at the time and I said, I'm leaving. And he said, great, I'll help you pack <laughs> your bags. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it it was that. It was that easy. And he and I said, well, uh okay. And he said, well, you're not going to get far because I only left you with, you know, 5 bucks to your name. And he drained my my <laughs> accounts, my bank accounts, uh everything. I left with nothing. I absolutely was left with nothing. And I got in my car. I packed my car with uh, the little things that I had and um didn't know where I was going to go. And I began to pray and just and cry and say, God, I can't believe that here, here I am. I've studied all of these great teachings. I've traveled around the world learning healing techniques and have all these tools. 
but then I realized I had to apply them to my own life and to myself. And as I was in my car having a temper tantrum and, and, and cussing and swearing and being the sailor that sometimes I can be, uh, I, I stopped and this peace came over me. Um, and I, I stopped crying and then a, a, a force again moved through my body and I put my hands on the wheel and, and began, to, and I drove to a house. I drove to a random house. It's, I know this sounds bizarre, but it's the truth. And I didn't know where I was going. And I had enough faith to get out, and I walked to the front door, and I knocked on the door. And it was my very first client that I ever had in my life that told me uh, that if I ever needed a place to stay, I was always welcome in their home. And that was where I began the tar- writing the charm journey and really going through my life and healing it from the inside out. So that's the long story short. <laughs> and well, it's interesting. I, a couple of a couple of things here, but go ahead, finish up. I, I have some questions. Well, I was <laughs> how how the you know really how the book began as I was laying on the on on the bed on the twin bed. And, and again, I began to pray, and I just said, God, what do I need to do to change my life? And, and so I don't keep recreating this shit show. And, and then I was given instructions. And, you know, the first instruction was to be responsible and take responsibility for how I was showing up um, in, in everything. And, the, you know, the second thing was I had to forgive. Uh, I had to go places within myself and others that I didn't want to, but I knew that that was the way to emotional freedom. And then the third thing was to be grateful. I had to find gratitude in the most turbulent times and, and in the chaos. And unless I was going to find some sort of silver lining in the chaos, I was gonna, going to continuously attract uh, everything that I didn't want. And then finally, the fourth thing was I had to write a book and share, share about it. And I said, God, I'll do whatever I need to do but this has got to work. And, and then I said, okay, I need to know, I need to have validation here whether or not, you know, I'm on the right track, and I need Wayne Dyer to endorse my book. I said, I'll write the book, I'll do whatever needs to be done, and I want Wayne Dyer to endorse it. And then I wanted to get it into the bookstores, and then I wanted it to be a bestseller. So I, I you know, we had a negotiation there. And so it took me about eight to nine months <laughs> it took it to write the book. And I was, I stayed, uh, I disciplined myself. I stayed true to who I am. And every story in my book is the absolute 100% truth. And um, I stayed, you know, dedicated to to myself and, and dedicated to, to my journey and, and to my, I was here, what my purpose is. And after I completed the book and, and had the, the, the final copy in my hand, I uh, prayed again, and I said, okay, God, now how am I going to get Wayne Dyer to endorse my book? And uh, a, a name popped into my head, and it truly happened like that. And it was one of my uh, clients again, and, and I knew that she, or I thought that she had uh, attended one of Wayne's uh, retreats in Hawaii. So I called her. And I hadn't spoken to her in over four or five years. And her name was Susan. I called her and I said, hey, Susan, it's Angela. By any chance, do you have Wayne Dyer's address? And I said, I don't know, this sounds so bizarre. And she goes, well, just a second. I might have, I might have it. I guess so she runs upstairs and looks in her closet and she pulls out this pamphlet. And there was his address on there. So I said, okay, I'm going for it. So I, I called. There was also a phone number on the pamphlet. So I called and I said, uh, whoever answered the phone, uh, I said, this is, this, you know, I said, this is, this is FedEx. Cause I did send it in a FedEx envelope and I said, I have a package for Wayne Dyer. And I just want to uh, verify his address. And the person said, yeah, that's it. And I said, okay, great. And I wrote him a letter. Uh, I got out a pink piece of paper and a purple Sharpie. And I said, dear Wayne, I dream big and I am the person who I am today because I've followed your teachings and I need your endorsement. And within two weeks, he sent it to me. So it was all a God thing. I mean, my entire journey has been such a God thing that it's, it, it amazes me. I did, but I just keep putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> so that's why I Which do what I do great. today. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you, you know, the fact that, well, first of all, I, I like to negotiate with the universe. And sometimes I win and other times I'm just amused, you know. <laughs> so right. That, right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> one of the most, you know, one of the most important things that stops us from moving forward is recognizing the patterns that we've perpetuated that block us from moving on. And we seem not to see those pat- patterns, but rather repeat them over and over and over again, which is, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But you did recognize you as you recognized it and you did something about it. And, you know, we're all works in progress but we won't progress until we break those patterns. But one of the things you said about breaking the patterns was that, you know, you went upstairs and you told me you were leaving. He said it would help you pack his bags. And he told you he was leaving you with $5. He took you for everything that you were worth, which is, you know, what a nice guy. And you left with nothing. But in reality, you left with nothing material, but you left with your power. You left with lessons learned. You left in your strength. And the lesson that you learned was breaking the pattern. And that is huge. That's more valuable than any money that you could have left with. So God bless him for taking all your money. He didn't get the lesson that you did. Right, right. Right? Thank you. Well, it, it, at, at the time, at the time when, I, when I was walking out the door, I, didn't, I was broken. You know, I, I felt broken. Yeah, I, of course. I, I didn't have my life together in any shape, way, or form. And, and absolutely. You know, correct. I didn't have anything uh, monetarily to say. You know, this is this is going to give me a leg up. This is this is going to be the path. I just knew that I could not continue to exist the way I was being, and I was willing to go out on a limb and try anything. But I, you know, I I always I'm one of those people. I don't I I've never allowed fear to run my life because I I know as soon as you allow doubt and insecurities and fear and, and to, to show up and be present and to you give that power it will take it will consume you so I've I learned that from a very young age to step into my power very quickly um, and it's it's worked in my behalf um, and it has drawn the experiences to me that that I've that I've you know had so far in the 48 years I've been living on this earthly plane. <laughs> and, you know, you work with a lot of people and you see a lot of people who are kind of stuck and, and not releasing those patterns and those blocks. What do you believe is the first thing that people need to do to start the process of releasing patterns so that they can become aligned with their life purpose? Right. Well, awareness is, I think, uh, foundational. You have to just become aware of of wh- who who am I and what am I doing and and how how am I playing a role in life you know am I a victim am I the victor do I sabotage or am I a manipulator do I control things because these are all underlying patterns that are deeply woven into our subconscious and into our soul that that need to be addressed because they are very very powerful in how we uh, live our lives and most of the time they are they're hidden you know because they are in their subconscious so we're not necessarily aware of them so my first piece of advice would be to look at your life through you know go through it with a fine-tooth comb and and really address you know look for common themes look for situations that may have a different face attached to the story but are very very similar because they're always going to reflect to you where you need to go to heal whether it's forgiveness of you know from a parent situation teachers uh, relationships uh, whatever yourself um the universe will always point you in a direction on where you need to go first if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. But there's also – it's going to take a willingness. You have got to be willing to heal and a great level of acceptance of as well because, you know, if we don't want to accept the, the darker side, the dark, the shadow side of who we are, we all have it. I mean, you can't deny that. We're light and we're dark. And that's – it's part of the right. yin and the yang. Um, you know, unless we, we, we can't accept those parts of ourselves, then I don't know if you can fully address them because you don't want to show up for yourself. And that's ultimately that it boils down to how willing are you to show up for yourself? Yeah, you have to be open to receive. And if you're not, it's just not going to work. I truly believe that our work is to discover our gift and then bring it that to the world. 
And, of course, you discovered your purpose and came to doing the work you do by asking and receiving information that you listened to and then acted upon. And that was really using your intuition very well to the point where you now help others heal so they're able to find their purpose and truly show up in the world offering their own personal gift. So I mm-hmm. believe that we're all intuitive. Many don't realize that and are therefore, you know, uh, they don't know how to use their intuition. And some who do don't know how to use it wisely. You know, for me, if you are listening to the keys and the keys are your body and how it responds to things, it's our antenna. Mm-hmm. Our, our body relays information to us so we can live purposefully without fear of taking those leaps of faith and without having any doubt. But having fear and doubt just stops us right in our tracks. And I find people have difficulty with keeping faith and releasing doubt, which costs them a lot because right there they don't trust their Mm -hmm. intuition. So what's your experience then with that? And what advice do you give so they're able to fully use their intuition? Well, like you said, you know, the body is such a, a wise vehicle and it, it houses our soul. So, yes, if you're, if you're new to listening to your intuition and how your body uh, and, and what messages you're trying to get, you know, tune into your body. When you have aches and pains, especially in certain uh, sections or portions and organs in your, in your body, wherever that's located, the body signals whether or not you're, you're on the right track. And when, typically when it becomes contracted and tight and you feel like you can't breathe and, and it just, you feel stuck in, within yourself, that means you better really take a, a, a broader perspective of what's really going on because you might not be moving in the right direction. The body does know you know, what is in your highest and best good. But we often don't, we don't follow that because we don't see intuition or we can't view it as it, it has wisdom. But the, but that is your soul guiding you, so that that is ultimately your wisdom. So you have mm-hmm. to use that as a, as a compass. Um, you know, I've always been very clair- clairvoyant and so I can, I can hear messages and I'm also, you know, uh, and I can see messages, and so I'm clear audience as well. So that's that is my gift. So I, you know, I, I'm able to, to. That's why I'm able to do it clearly for others. Um, but first of all, I had to be able to to use those those signs, those symbols from the universe to help myself. And that's where I began to really listen to my body. And then as I began to got really comfortable doing that then my experience is that the communication between me and the spiritual realm began to uh, grow as well. So, you know, when you're first beginning out and in, in be learning how to trust your intuition, tune into your body. What is your body saying to you? Is it tight and contracted or is it expanded and you feel free and can move? And that's generally an indication, yes, keep doing that. And that's when we get sick and when we have a a pattern of being sick is like maybe you are doing something that isn't in your highest and best good. So you, that's the time that you need to make the course correction. Yeah. I think too, that people don't understand that we all have intuition. It's like flexing a muscle, going to the gym. You have to use it. And the more that you use it, the more that you can feel it and you, you're into it and you're living with using your intuition. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to do once you've practiced enough. But you have to do the practice. You have to read your body. You have to read what's happening and listen to that voice and not ignore it. Because every time I ignore my intuition, I immediately mm-hmm. see the end result of that and say, okay, that was stupid. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, I'm sure you we, we don't know. Everybody the, does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we say, oh, my God, I wish I, you know, I didn't listen to my intuition and I, uh, I wish I would have, you know, hindsight. And it's it's true. I've never, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, oh, I listened to my intuition and it was wrong. I always hear people say, I wish I would have followed through and and done what my intuition told me to do in the first place. But it's when the mind gets yep. in or the ego plays tricks on us, which happens a split second right after our, the the intuition, you know, clicks in is when you go, oh, I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow this path because it makes more sense. And generally speaking, that's that's the mind trying to convince you of doing something that you're very familiar with, and that's where the patterns of behaviors, uh, can, you can break those patterns of behaviors in that split second. You can recognize the choice. You're at a, a tipping point, and you can either go left or you can go right, and so this is when you need to make that 
change. And that then you're kind of uh, taken down another avenue. Yeah. And if it isn't a definite yes, then it's a no. It's just a no. Right. You don't even have to go any further than that. Yeah. If it's not a definite right. yes, then, it, you know, well, it's, it, it even happens in just language and talking with people. If I ask someone a question and they hesitate, I'll say, okay, then it's no. And they'll say, well, wait, I was thinking. And I'm like, nope, nope. If you said yes, it would have been yes. But you were thinking it's no. And they just <laughs> yep, look at me I and say, you're right. Agree. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have it's to think about yes it, or it's a you have no. to think too much. Hell no. That's right. Yeah. When you're thinking about it, that means no. You know, then just sit in idle position and don't don't say anything. Just just wait till the information becomes a little more clear. And and you and we can do that as well. You know, there are times that you can not make a choice. You can kind of sit on the fence post for a little bit and 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 be in idle position. It doesn't mean that you're stuck. It doesn't mean that you're not moving. You're just in idle position. So your car's in neutral. And you're just going to wait until you're given the next set of instructions. And that's what I, you yep. know, that's what I've learned how to how to do as well. Is, and that's patience. You know, we all because our society is so geared to have immediate gratification and this is what you do and you need to make, you know, do this now, 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 that's where, that's where we fall into, you know, again, the, the sabotaging patterns and behaviors. So sometimes you just need to look, you need to step back and just stand still and, and to become very observant and notice what's going on around you. I mean, mother nature is a great teacher. So just notice what, mm -hmm. what's, Signs, Mother Nature and the universe is sending you, whether it's in the form of a license plate or a stranger walking up and and saying something to you randomly. Um, there's, you know, the universe is very, very, very uh, forgiving and and wants to help you, but you also have to ask and and just be open to receive in whatever form that it shows up. It's true. I think that there's a lot of unemployment in, on the other side at the universe there because people, not everybody's asking, and they're wanting to be asked. There's a lot of available angels out there to help you. They're like, we're unemployed. We want to help you. Come ask us a question and do it. And people laugh when I say that, and I'm like, I'm telling you, the unemployment's higher there than it ever has been in the United States. You know, just ask the yeah. question, and, you know, you will, you will get help. There's, there's an angel for absolutely everything, no matter what. I mean, absolutely. you know, my contact lens won't go right in the morning. It's like, okay, contact lens angel, you know, come on, help me. And the next thing you know, the lens is in. And my husband's heard me say stupid things like this, you know, and he'll just look at me and I'll say, see, it works. And then he's just like walks it, away. <laughs> you know? it, it absolutely does work. You know, the angels want you yeah. to ask them. So, and, and like you yeah. said, there's an angel for everything. You know, if you, if you're, you know, anyone who's interested, you know, go get a book about, angels from you know all different re religions all different cultures and 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 speak to the one that that you know talk to the one that that calls to you you know um whether it's archangel yeah. michael or if it's ariel or you know it's a it's a saint or maybe it's it's a it's, it's a spiritual totem you know whatever that is um invoke that into your world and see what then begins to uh, really magnify and that is the universe going here you go here you go here's the next you know here's the next step you're not going to get a total roadmap so you might as well forget that nonsense because you're not going to get a, a piece of paper that says if you do these steps this will come you know this will come true because there was yeah when I wrote the, the charm journey I, I wrote it blindly I had no idea how to write a book i i had no clue and i just opened up my computer one day and just started typing and people would say to me well what are you doing i said i'm writing a book and they're like you know how and i'm like no i don't have a writing coach i didn't know how <laughs> i didn't even realize i needed an editor i i didn't realize i had no idea what i was doing and i did it so blindly and that's why i have to you know, say i never would have said to you do you know how i would have just thought oh cool you know, because really, what do you need to know? You know how to put words on a piece of paper. And it's like, oh, that's really good, you know, but do you know how? Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I well, uh, now that I, now that I know a little bit more, uh, I do know that there's somewhat of a process to it. But at the time, I, you know, I had written that, the entire manuscript, and then I was laying in bed again, and I said, okay, God, what do I do next? And then I heard, you know, you need an editor. And I'm like, what the heck do I need an yeah. editor for? You know, I, I thought I just sent it to print and here we go, right? And I'm like, well, where do I find an editor? And I, I heard Craigslist. So then I, seriously, I had to, and I had to do oh my everything God. on a budget. 
<laughs> no, I, I did everything on a budget. Like, people don't realize that nothing about that process was easy. Like, it sucked. I mean, I found my 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 cover designer from a, a college kid on Craigslist, and I kind of had an idea of what I wanted, and we worked together. Oh, it was all intuition. It was every single bit. Well, and, what's funny is it's writing the book is the easy part. It's getting it published that you don't know how to do. Writing it, you did. But when I read in your book that you went to Craigslist, I'm like, Craigslist? She could have been murdered. <laughs> Right, right. I know. I, I just go well. And what I did is, I, 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 you know, I would, I would get a name. I would, I would feel the vibration of the name because you know words carry energy. So I would be like, okay, yep. this this name resonates with me. And then I, I would send him an email, and I, I keep everything really short and to the point. I'm like, well, hi, hi, Willie. My name is Angela, and I've written a book. Uh, I hear you're an editor. Are you any good? And, you know, and that's that's pretty much how I would start out my conversations because I didn't know what else to say. And he was like, well, well, sure, you know. And and then we just hit it off. And and it's so important to have people that understand you. I think when they when they help you do your work and and publish. You know, I wanted my life story to be published in the in the you know the best way possible. I mean, here I am putting throwing my world out there, ready to you know be accepted or not criticized you know as Wayne Dyer would say you have to be independent of other people's opinions so that was my right. you know that I really had to learn how to be okay with that and because I knew that it was for the greater good and I wanted to show people yes you can when you really follow your passion and you listen to your soul and you are willing to take chances and and not just a, it isn't just a chance. It's a you're you're going to pursue what you know is to be true, and you can't expect there's going to be a lot of people on your path that are going to be cheering you on. Because I had very few people that actually cheered me on. Most people tried to right. deter, deter me from doing it, and I had so many obstacles. But I, it's also a, a very spiritual book and a God book, and so there's always you know hindrances when you when you do something like that. But you just got to go. You know what? Not today. You don't, and you just right. you keep foraging through, and that's and that's how you get it done. And pretty soon you're just like, oh my gosh! You look back and you go, oh, well, I have something here, and it really is about the journey. It's what you learn along the way, because you know all the goals that. I've set out for myself. I've, you know, I've accomplished those goals, but it isn't the goal so much that meant anything. It's the journey and the people that I that I met and the relationships that I built has what has given me the confidence and self-esteem that has needed to to do what I do. So you know, it's funny it's that interesting. you bring up Wayne. It is interesting. You bring up Wayne Dyer again because one of the best things he ever said was. Um, whatever anybody else thinks of me is none of my business. And I love that. And yeah. I'll say that to people. They'll say, don't, don't you care what people think? And I'll say, no, whatever anybody thinks is none of my business. I don't care. And they just look at you mm-hmm. like, how can you not care? Because you have to get rid of that. You have to detach from that or you won't be able to progress. And something else, you know, when you said you were looking for the editor and the publisher and the illustrator and whatever name resonated, I think people actually do that a lot and they don't realize they're using their intuition because I know I, I've done it a lot and you know to find a doctor what name resonates with you and you just happen upon the right one and I think other people do that too they say I don't know just like the name or just like the whatever it was about it you know Mm -hmm. and that's their intuition that they don't realize they're tuning into now one of the things in your book that you had written about is about your other book Trigger Uh, you have a horse and he is your BFF and you are very (laughs) much attuned to him now, is it just trigger you're attuned to, or rather only your animals, the pets that you've had, or are you somewhat of an animal communicator with other animals as well? Well, I, you know, trigger is my BFF and my, my soulmate for sure, but I've always uh, been in, in tune with animals as well. I mean, from dogs to cats to, you know, horses, even, you know, cows. I grew up on a farm, so. You know, being around farm animals is very natural to me, even though I don't live on a farm, you know, any longer. But, um, you know, animals communicate, and they are so, so powerful, and they're our greatest teachers. They And they, they're really mm-hmm. here to help us heal if we can, again, if you can recognize it. 
Um, you know, when you rescue a pet, you hear those things, you know, who rescued you? Because really, when I think right. when you're drawn to a particular animal or a pet and you don't know why, they're in your world to help you through whatever you're going through in that moment or at that time in your life. And there's, they have so much to offer. That's why my heart just breaks for so many animals, especially homeless ones, because, oh, my God, you know, if people only knew how brilliant they are and how intuitive they are. I mean, animals are so incredibly smart. Um, but yeah. Trigger, I've owned, you know, he's 43, so he's my, he's an old man, and, and he's lived a lot longer than wow. a lot of horses. Yeah. He's, yeah, that's amazing. Plus years. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it, God bless. That's know, great. <laughs> I haven't, you know, ridden him for five years because our relationship isn't about me riding him. It's about our relationship and it, all mm-hmm. relationships change form, you know, and even though I used to ride, I was an avid rider and we would go on trails and chase cattle and cross rivers and streams. Our relationship has changed because, well, first of all, he's an old man, but then he also went through a health crisis where I couldn't ride him anymore. So then I began to, you know, I had to give him a job it, another way. So I then used him, I set up um, charities and my passion is foster kids because I was also a foster kid. So um and and to give back to foster kids so every christmas we put together an event and and uh, i raise money with trigger and then we uh buy the kids in the foster program that i that i was uh affiliated with and we buy them new clothes for or uh, new shoes for christmas and trigger delivers them to their to their center so that's how we then gave back from his health um, hoof ordeal and because you know again you, you give and you receive and that's you have to continuously keep that flow going in your life um, because if you're too much of a, a give 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 giver and then you become depleted and then you become resentful right because you're yes. giving so much that you have nothing left for yourself and then you go well why does everybody take well because you don't have any boundaries so so you have right. to, that, there is your lesson. Learn some boundaries. And no is a very powerful word, and it's in the, lingu- the English language, so you can use it. Um, and then, you know, when you take, 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 when you're on the – then you're on the taking end, you know, you're just well, – that's no good either. You can't just be taking and not give back. So, you know, the world's always set up to flow. So what you give – you know, what you give to others is ultimately what you give to yourself. Um, so that's why – you know, I've been in situations over and over and over again where I've had to give and I've had to receive, and that's also learning humility, right? That's part of that's part of, that's part of growing. That's part of becoming who you are is is humility, and it's such a a, a horrible and awesome lesson all in one. You know, you know there isn't anything like yeah. sucking it up and looking in the mirror and going, okay, I just need to. I need to be humble, or I need to just learn this here, and I need to learn how to receive. And and then when you when the opportunity presents itself to to give, then you better show up and be the first person to 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 give something back in return. So I found that that yeah, it is, is the best way to to change your life. You know, how can you serve others? Yep. How can you give back? Because if you're if you're truly out there living your life purpose and and you want to make the most of this existence you're going to have to learn how to give and receive because that is what makes the world go round and it is it's all about balance and it's all about being fair and you know we're all the same people we're we're all coming cut from the same cloth we're all made from love we are love you know, we mm-hmm. have to be the love that we are. And in order to do that, you have to look at the other person and realize they're, they're a piece of you and you're a piece of them. And why would you hurt you? So if you aren't helping them and helping, in a way, you're helping yourself and they're helping you, it has to be that interconnectedness because otherwise it just, well, that's why the world the way it is right now. <laughs> that's the right. mess that we're right. in. <laughs> so there right, you go. Right, we, we you are know, I, do, yeah. I, do, yeah, I do find that watching animals and children, Children are very inspiring. We have so much to learn from animals and children. They're much more intuitive than adults, and they live in the present more often than adults do. You know, and like you said, animals mm-hmm. offer us such unconditional love. It's, it is wonderful, and yet sometimes it's heartbreaking because there are those 
that are not deserving of the love of their animals because of the way they treat them. But then I have to remember, but that's part of the animal's journey as well as the humans. And there's lessons to be learned for both. And you have to detach Mm -hmm. from that as heartbreaking as it is. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. that whether it was from Trigger or any of your other animals, you've learned life lessons from your animals rather than from people. Have you not? (laughs) Oh, my God. They've been, I would say that they have been my best teachers. You know, so horses teach us how to trust. Like, ultimately, you have to learn how to trust, right? You have to learn how to trust in life itself. But when you have a relationship with a horse, you have to be able to trust each other if you want to become, if you want to build a bond and have, and become one unit. That's how you become a horse. You know, that's why you have a horse and a rider. And and the best type of relationship in, in between a horse you want a horse is to become one unit to move with that horse. And you want, so horses teach you, you know, you have to trust them and they have to treat, trust you that you have, they have to trust that you know what you're doing as a rider and you're going to guide them to safety. You're not going to, you know, make them, you know, jump or swim or do something that's going to uh, hurt, you know, who, hurt who they are and then you have to trust that when you're on the horse's back that they're not going to try to you know buck you off and kick you and step on you and hurt you so you know and horses if they're if they've been instilled with fear because of um a crappy owner then they are going to be fear-based and you have to be careful so you know horses teach us how to trust and but you know dogs dogs bring the lesson of unconditional love because most dogs are pretty unconditional unless again they've had an, uh, been in situations where they've had they've they've been abused but dogs teach us how to love like unconditionally love i mean truly you can say pretty much whatever you want to to a dog and the dog's still gonna look at you and wag your tail now they might know what you're saying so yeah you know you have to watch your mouth <laughs> but uh you know but dogs are gonna love you and, and cats in my opinion can are are here to teach us attachment because you know, some can take your Olivia. They'll just look at you like, you know, they'll be sitting on their perch and go, what are you doing, you know, mother or father or whoever, you know, whatever relationship you have with your your cat. And, you know, it's like, truly, we come here to this world with nothing. We're going to leave with nothing. Um, you know, everything's right. for rent, right? Uh, and right. so that you might as well enjoy it while, you, while you're here and make the most out of it because who knows when your time is up. I mean – I, I think that it's at the end of the day, it's up. It's between you know an individual and and the universe and God and and what that what that's going to look like. So yeah, we'll live your life. And if we've learned nothing, if we've learned nothing this past year, life is short and it gets shorter. And you just don't yes, know. It does. If we've learned nothing, we should have learned all of that. You know, I want to go back to when we ask for signs from the universe. We we really need to be aware to see those signs that show up and recognize them as the signs that they are, because some people will ask and then they'll get a sign and they'll ignore it. And then they'll ask again and get another sign and they'll ignore it. And then they'll ask again. I mean, talk about repeating a pattern that you're creating. There is doubt mm-hmm. right there. You know, you need to have the faith in the first sign that you receive and know you absolutely have to know you got your sign and stop asking and then make the decision or follow through with the action that you need to take. I see this all mm-hmm. the time in my patients. So much so, it gets to the point where I laugh as I'm shaking my head in disbelief and ask them, you know, how many signs do you want? At every request, you follow up by telling me something happened that is clearly a sign. And I pointed out to them, and with one patient, I literally told her, okay, you know, for God's sake, look at all these signs that you have. You have to just put on your big girl thong and take action. Just go for it already Mm -hmm. before the opportunity is gone because (laughs) the universe is not going to help you forever. Others are asking and taking the action necessary to manifest their own desires. And that opportunity that that woman had could have gone to the next person asking, and she would have been kicking herself. And I see this frequently, and I don't know whether it's just around here or what, but do you see that a lot as well? Well, I, I, uh, you know, I, when I coach people, I'm, I'm kind of a, a little bit of a hard nose. So I'm like, well, you're only going to get so many signs, and then after that, the stakes get higher. And it's true, you know, you're yeah. going to get a couple of signs, and and if you don't if you don't catch them early on, and you don't have faith, and you don't take action, then the stakes get higher. And at the end of the day. You might you might get sick. You might create some disease in the body when yeah. you get so sick and tired of being sick and tired, like I was right when I was in that position in my relationship. I knew a long you know there's a, a story in the in my book that I got hit in the head with a gun, and I still have that scar yeah. on my eyebrow that 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 proves to me that I've got to 
you know, unless I want to get hit in the head with a meteor again, uh, then I need to really pay attention. And it's just a reminder to me to be true to myself and be authentic and be real. So, yes, yeah. the universe and, gives, gives you signs. And, and we need and, to let people know. know. But, she got you got hit in the head because the gun fell off the table on your head. It didn't go off and scar you with the bullet. It just, you know, cause I read right. it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you got hit in the head with a gun. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was, I, I, I literally, as I was praying, I said, God, you know, I need, I, what I said is I need a sign to know whether or not I should be in this relationship. And that is what I said. Those are the words that come out of your mouth. So, you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the words that you speak is what yep. you're going to create. And, and then we got into the truck, and we were go- going to go camping. We had to pull over to the side of the road, and we were going to bed. And, and he had put a loaded handgun up on the windowsill. And as I was turning the light off, my hand hit the gun. And it came down, and it was it hit me right in the fore. It hit me on the eyebrow, right in the head. I don't know if you've ever seen a head injury, but it bleeds profusely. Yeah. And blood's everywhere. Yeah. And I remember the first thing yeah. was, oh, my gosh, do I have my teeth? And can I see? But the lights were off. It was pitch pitch black so I didn't know if I could see or not you know but when I but yeah. when they we turned the light on I, I had blood everywhere and that was so I asked the universe for a sign and I said I need to be hit in the head with a meteor well there I go uh, uh, I think guns are pretty much metal so I pretty much got hit in the head with a yeah. meteor and, well here I have a tip and then I, I have a <laughs> I have a tip for you. Dr. Joe Dispenza has taught this technique for years, and I use it all the time. So you can ask for specific signs, as you did. You said, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to be hitting the head with a meteor, and, and thus you were hitting the head with a very small piece of metal in comparison to a meteor. But indeed, you know, it was, it was similar. But if you what make the ask with a specific <laughs> sign to be given, you know, if I'm to do this or have this or accept this opportunity, please show me a red balloon. And he and his staff, have seen a red balloon within the day. All of the staff and himself, they see a red balloon and know that, yep, that's something you should do, have, or go after, <laughs> or take, or whatever. And, you know, it really is, it really works, if, as long as it's for your highest mm-hmm. good. And if it's a yes, you'll receive your specific sign. So you, you need to be aware and watch for it. But I do it often, and it works really well. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to see the, the balloon go by your window. You don't have to see it in person. You can turn on the TV, and all of a sudden there's a red balloon, and you think, Really? There's a red balloon. And you automatically know there's whatever, whatever your sign is. So try something that's, you know, if you get hit in the head with a red balloon, chances are it's not going to be an ouchie. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's great. I'm, from now on, I'm asking for a red balloon. I, I've, since then, I've changed my language. It has not come out of my mouth. I need to be hit in the head with anything. I, I yeah. want to clearly be able to see my path without getting smacked upside the head again. Uh, I, I'm I sure you changed that verbiage like, early on. <laughs> <laughs> done. Done with that. I got it. Got it, God. We're good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, I also you know, I mean, there's, I, there's no request that's too large. You can ask for whatever you want. The universe, as we said before, wants us to make requests. And, you know, there's so many people that aren't asking, and it doesn't matter – if it's a small ticket item or a big ticket item, the ask is the ask, the faith is, faith is the faith, the trust is the trust, and the red balloon is the red balloon. You just have to know yes. it. And you get that knowingness. And people will say, how do you know? And I'm like, it's, it's a knowingness. You get it in your gut. There are times I've just mm-hmm. turned around and say, I know this to be true. And you just know it. And then the next thing you know, you yes. find out it is true. And you think, wow, that was something I didn't want to be right on, but I knew it. So, yes, you know. it's, it's deeper than belief. I mean, I just don't believe this to be true. You know, it isn't, it doesn't, it isn't some like philosophy that I was taught or anything that I've studied. Right. Like, because you just know, like I, like I, I'm a firm believer that everybody knows their truth. You really do know your truth. Now, whether or not you want to acknowledge it and then, and be honest about it, that's a whole different ball game. but you do right. know the truth because you know the truth by the way that it feels. Right. <laughs> right. You are your own pendulum. Yep. You are your own yes. individual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know it's so important now, to follow that in relationships, you know, all relationships. Yep. You, your body knows if you should be in this relationship or you need to get the heck out of the relationship. And that's, there's truth in that. I mean, some relationships aren't good for you. I mean, there's, there are toxic ones out there. And if the body wants, you know, because the body will tell you, you know, if you're paying attention again, you know, the, the lower back begins to stiffen up the heart the lungs begin to collapse you know that's that's your first sign you better get out of this you know 
Get out of it before you get your blood, blood pressure water. goes up skyrocketing. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, most people, you know, occupations, you know, careers, jobs and stuff, you know, when people get, they go to a career day after day or a job and they do something that they don't like, you know, after a while, the body begins to get sick and it manifests a disease. So there again, there's your, there's your sign. You know, so it shows up relationships, yeah. it shows up of careers, whatever, houses. Um, it's just an all energy, right? And learning how to read energy and then accepting it for what it is, that's the that's the gift. That's the gift in, in life yeah. itself. Yep. And I think most often people only call upon help in desperate times, you know, like illness being the most popular. I'll say somebody's in the hospital, there's been an accident, somebody's got a bad diagnosis, and all of a sudden people are starting to pray for help with that. And that actually isn't really praying for help so much as it's desperation and want and want is lack. And when you're Mm -hmm. showing the lack, all you get is more lack because what you focus on grows. And so therefore you're getting the, uh, you know, you're getting what you're focusing on. Now you mentioned you Mm -hmm. volunteered for hospice at one point and it ran the spectrum from those who are excited to go home to those who are fearful Mm -hmm. due to a lack in something greater than themselves. And I've been a pediatric hospice volunteer for, I don't know, it seems forever. And while I've helped adults transition, I noticed that difference as well. However, with kids, they know exactly what's happening. They're, they're too new mm-hmm. here. And they know where mm-hmm. they're going and who they're going to see. And I remember one little boy, his name was David. He told me he was going to see Jesus. And I said, I know. And wow. nobody else said uh-huh. that to him. Everybody else was, no, you're coming home to us. And, and, you know, and I was like, yeah, I know. And he asked, do you want me to tell him anything for you? And that just took me aback because I did not wow. expect those words to come out of that kid's mouth. So I, I, I was laughing inside because this was very normal conversation for this child. So I said, uh-huh. sure, sure, go ahead. Tell him I said, hi, and thank you very much. <laughs> and so he said, uh-huh. okay, like he was going to go see a friend, which in fact he was, but in their innocence, and before anyone has gotten to them and messed with their little brains, these kids are yep. filled with faith and love and hope and concern mm-hmm. for their parents. So many told me, my parents are going to be really sad, but they'll be okay. And I was always astounded by how in their last days on, on this planet, they could offer so much wisdom. And for those who choose to listen and receive their messages of love, that is a true gift. And, and I'll always keep that mm-hmm. in my heart. But you know, even though I did do some work with adults and still do a little bit occasionally, the children, that's where, you know, I'm best suited. But in your hospice work mm-hmm. with adults, what inspired or amazed you probably the most about what you were seeing? Oh, my God. I, uh, just the, um, you know, how some people had so much peace towards the end of the, at the end of their life. They, they felt like that they have, you know, completed their mission and they had peace within their own heart and they were all comfortable in their own skin and, and they wanted, they, they, they had a very, very strong faith. So they knew that they were going, you know, home. They really didn't know that they were home. And then I've also been in situations where uh, the, they didn't have faith um, and they were afraid to leave this or the plane because they didn't have that. They, they didn't have that idea or insight or whatever it is. And they, they wanted to remain in their bodies. And, and it wasn't until their body was, was, just had to give up is when you know they made their transition but you know the the people in, in that I dealt with in hospice they were pretty excited to 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 get get out of this this plane and go to the next now a lot of the work that I do as being an intuitive I you know I communicate with the afterlife and those that have crossed and and I do know that that um Sometimes, you know, when the messages come through, they are so, they are at peace and and they want their loved ones to know that everything's okay. And, and they offer like very, uh, it's like their validation is, is, is to the point. Like they, they want you to know that it's them. So when I, when I, you know, communicate and act as that medium, um, you know, they, they validate who they are by sense by food that they eat by songs that they listen to because they really want their loved ones to know that everything's okay and that they can you know maybe allow that grief to to move a little bit and and to just to find some sort of inner peace and freedom with whatever they went through in life and however that occurred so it's interesting you know i mean there are a lot of people with you know suicides with 
uh, all, all kinds, yep. right? Um, young and old, and and they're you know whether it's uh, a gun or hangings or or you know yep. overdoses. That's very real, and I mean and and that's that's a big part of life, and and a lot of times it's taboo and people don't want to talk about it. But let's talk about what's real, and that is a, a thing that needs to be addressed. But I do know that when we, uh, in my experience, and those of us that have, I haven't, I have never died, so I don't have a near death experience. <clears throat> but um, but it's a it's a very peaceful place in in my yeah in my world in my little world that I've created. So. Yeah, I found that I know, when you were talking when you were talking not... about the I was gonna say when you were talking about the kids, uh, when you were telling me that story about that little boy, I had chills the entire time. My whole body was on fire with goose with yeah. goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, mine was too. I have to say, you know, because I did not expect that. You know, I was like, okay, this is not what I expect this child to to ask me. You know, but I figured. All right, you know, I'll play the game. Okay, say hi. Yeah, I was very nervous. Say hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind Thanks of weird, everything. you know. Tell, tell them thank you very much, you know. I just wanted to make sure I got that in, you know. <laughs> that was important because, that, you know, gratitude is, is, to me, it's the secret of life. And I do want to say your book, okay, A Charmed Journey, An Inspirational Guide to Personal Transformation. All the stories in it, we know they're true. It's it's very it's humorous, it's thought-provoking, it's, um, I mean, you'll drop your jaw sometimes, get a little teary-eyed, <laughs> it's got it all, but the, the best part is, to make it easy for people, once you've read all the stories, the last chapter consists of only five pages, okay, only five pages, and those five pages of the 10 daily habits for a charmed journey, and that really is like a synopsis of what is going on within the book without reading the stories again, so it's mm-hmm. not one of those self-help books that's boring and academic and, you know, now do this, now do that, get a piece of paper and write this, it's not like that at all, it's showing you these simple steps that you can do, and I think that's what makes your book so different from everything else, so you know, I know it's August, but time has been going by very quickly. The holidays are coming. Try to find a charmed journey and inspirational guide to personal transformation on Amazon. You can do it easily or at your local bookstore. Or, you know, I went to your website, but I don't remember. Are you selling your book through your website? I believe you are. Uh, it, it's just a connected link to Amazon. So it's, you know, directly, okay. uh, everything's from Amazon. Okay, so. Yes. Go go and check that out. And you know, before we go, do you have? I'd like you to give um, people some information about you and your work. And well, I just told them about the book, but you know, go ahead and give any information that you want, so that um, they have your information. They can check you out more thoroughly. And thank you so awesome. very much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah. Well, my website is AngelaLenhart.com, and it it pretty much is. Uh, there's a. a a short mini workshop that people can download to get an idea of how I coach if they want to go into the book, you know, the, the boot camp, a uh, spiritual boot camp uh, with me for 30 days, which we really deepen our connection in with our, you know, inner self and um, connection to the spiritual realm. Um, I do intuitive sessions, hour long intuitive sessions. I do workshops and retreats all over the world. Um, so I teach a really an accumulation of everything that I've, I've learned from many masters and bring that together in whatever capacity that best serves the audience that I speak in front of. You know, I'm, I'm on social media, so Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty much out there. And, and again, my books are on Amazon, so just type in my name. They should show up, Trigger the Wonder Horse and A Charmed Journey. I wanted to make it, you know, readily available for anyone. And, and of course, just send me an email or a phone call or, you know, smoke signals and usually I can see them and we can move, move forward. Red balloons, whatever, a handgun. No, don't do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness. It's been a pleasure. The time went by way too fast. It's been a pleasure to have you on the air. Thank you so much for taking time to join us here tonight. Really, really appreciate, you know, everything that you are and you're doing and it's wonderful and great and, and we're happy to have you here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, have a great day. Thank you. You hold on, and I'll talk with you in just a minute, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a most challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, 
healthfully and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So please send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy therapy session of your choice, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. Every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100%. We are run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, no stipends, no compensation of any kind to anyone. Every penny goes toward meals, coats, health care, whatever is needed, including a new mental health initiative we just started to provide help to so many kids who are not receiving the mental health care they desperately need, particularly now. The pandemic triggered a 31% rise in children's emergency room visits for mental health challenges, and the suicide rates have tripled. They have tripled in children aged 10 to 14. So many of these kids, despite what everyone believes, do not have health care that covers mental health issues. And this is a huge undertaking for a very real and widespread issue. We can't do it alone. With your help, we can ensure children will get the care they need. So please take just a moment or two to visit our website and learn more about what we do. And if you feel you are able to make a donation, please do. We're all in this together, and we want to make it this world a better place for everyone. This is one way to make a huge positive impact on so many levels. Our website is sojihuggles.org. Please follow us on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. While you are in your social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. It's not a hand.